When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsuk, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. During the weekend edition of Daily Thrones, we got deep. We started talking about resolutions, and we got sad. Towards the end of it, I asked, what could be the happiness in the end of the show? What resolutions, what arcs could lead to just a little glimmer of hope, a little smile, a little hug, something in this dark landscape of Ice and Fire, and my initial focus has turned to Sansa Stark. Beginning of this series, Sansa Stark, of course, was designed to be an annoying, naive little girl. That's what she was. She believed in princes and princesses and kings and queens, raising a family. Nothing wrong with any of this, but it wasn't the, well, right view for this world at that time. Her journey is perhaps one of the more darker, frustrating, evil turns and journeys. She learns a lot, but she goes through a lot. Perhaps, arguably, more than anyone else on the show. Though, let's not forget, Jon Snow does die. But Sansa Stark has grown into a leader. She's become a leader. And... Let's say John factors into some other aspects of the story. Whether he lives or not, I'm not concerned. Maybe he ends up at King's Landing. Maybe, maybe he ends up the king. Maybe he dies. Maybe his journey is more about him and Daenerys Targaryen. I can think of no better person to take over Winterfell than Sansa Stark. We know she has more of a claim to it than Jon Snow. And we can't imagine that Arya wants it. The idea that the story could end with little Sansa Stark doing her needlepoint, insulting Septa Mordang, wanting nothing more than to make beautiful babies for Joffrey, ascends to a position of not just power, but historic power. Winterfell. It's kind of the seat of the north. One of the oldest families, tied to the old gods, tied to the old days. To have Sansa Stark sitting in that hall, running the Stark family going forward. Hope she keeps her name forever. You marry me, you take my name. I'm a Stark. I must always be a Stark in Winterfell. There would be a sense of purpose and happiness. That this girl who went on a, a horrific journey, faced down some, for, some horrific situations, survived some horrific incidents, rose to not just a position of power, but took perhaps the seat that was meant for her all along. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. I like the fact that we're starting the Sansa conversation now. 
I agree with you that she survives, survives to the end, but I must disagree with my learned friend here that she takes Winterfell because I don't believe Winterfell survives the Night King and the Siege of Winterfell. I believe they managed to, to scramble everybody out as much as they possibly can and head south. Ultimately, that's what Plan B is all about. But Sansa's the right choice for the Iron Throne, and here's why. Uh, she survived the South and the politics. She understands the North and the politics. If any surviving lords that did manage to away from the Night King and all that, like, say, the Mormonts, are going to want their piece of the North when um, the uh, their lands are redistributed back up there. Sansa can place regions and arrange marriages up there, and uh, as I've discussed before, up North, but she'll be controlling the Iron Throne, and she only has the only last legitimate uh, marriage in the show to Tyrion. Sansa for the Iron Throne. Thanks. You know what, Kevin? I want to counter your polite disagreement with my idea of Sansa taking over House Stark and Winterfell, but I like what you're saying here. Uh, first of all, the chances of Winterfell being destroyed by the Night King, I think, are strong. I don't want to see it happen. I, I would like to see Winterfell still stand strong in the end, but yeah, I could see that happen. It would make some sort of sense. Uh, even if it does survive, it's not going to be in one piece, uh, even worse than when Ramsay took the torch to it before. So, that makes some sense. And yeah, Sansa for the Iron Throne could be interesting. What if John and Danny aren't around at the end of the story? Not necessarily by death. What if they go off into other things? Let's not forget Danny with the prophecy and the vision of heading north of the wall and being reunited with Cal Drogo. Whether or not that's literal or not, we'll find out. Jon Snow, he's died once. Could he die again and finally be at peace? Or maybe he just doesn't care anymore. Maybe he defends this land and doesn't want to rule, and he heads off to another land. Cersei's not going to be left on the throne. I thought there'd be a point where Baelish could be on the throne just for fun irony, but he's gone. Sansa going from that naive girl who wanted to go to King's Landing to be Joffrey's bride, raise his children, and sit in courts and pretty dresses. That girl becomes the queen of all seven kingdoms. There'd be something nice in that. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But we got a big battle to get through before we get to that end. Hey, Ken. So talking about resolution for characters and endings, and I really think one for Danny. And this has been talked about before on Daily Thrones. May have been hinted at in the House of the Undying of when she saw Carl Drogo, and uh, her on her child who you know she never got to meet died when they were born. And I am of the opinion that Daenerys is going to die in season eight, and for her to be reunited with then, I think for her would make her happy. You know, Dario back in season. Uh, uh, six said to her, you know, said to her, I hope that Iron Throne brings you happiness and all that. But maybe for Danny, her true happiness would be being reunited with her son and stars plus her child. Eric, we're, uh, we're of the same mind. I, I posted my previous segment without hearing your call yet. And yeah, I still think that prophecy in the House of the Undying, which is much more robust in the books but we we understand that that's generally the case in song of ice and fire versus game of thrones but i think it's pretty direct and pretty clear in the house of the undying how much do you take it literally and we know 
prophecies, particularly in Game of Thrones, are are, are meant to be misunderstood, visions not quite understood. Uh, but there's something about that. Danny walking through a crushed and broken King's Landing covered in snow, then heading north of the wall as if some kind of climax or answer is up there. And, and seeing Khal Drogo again, and, and Miriam Asdul warning her that you'll see him again when uh, west is east and east is west and blah, 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 blah. I think there's something into this. I think there is something up there for Danny. And I still will side with Eric and a lot of people who think and believe that Daenerys Targaryen will not survive the events of the story. It's sad to think that. Now, she doesn't deserve to die, but I think part of that might be the happiness. This is what we're talking about. Resolutions and trying to find some happiness. Part of this bittersweet ending. I think we can really focus in on it with Danny. that, yeah, it, it could be that she is reunited with her true love. I don't think Jon Snow's her true love. Well, because they're related. Now, even in the world of Westeros, that might not be a problem. And also in Essos, let's not forget that. That's where it began. So even if they're like, hey, we're good, hey, we're related, yay. I don't think John is Danny's true love. I think it was born out of a passion, uh, born out of, uh, you know, the cover of war. I think that's they, they just spent so much time together, and it's not necessarily it. I think Hal Drogo was Danny's true love. It's definitely not Dario. And you're right, Dario's conversation about, I hope that Iron Throne brings you, brings you the happiness that I can't. Uh, we know that's not the answer. We know that power is not going to bring you happiness. It's it's going to be something else. Danny has grown tremendously. Cal Drogo spurned that growth and was responsible for a lot of the early on uh, growths in Danny. And um, you know was going to be the father of her child. She the the mother of his child. So there's this connection there that I think at the end of the day, Danny would give up. The Iron Throne. We'll give up any kind of power. We'll give up her birthright as a Targaryen. And if she could be reunited somehow in the afterlife or the magical afterlife. We keep talking about Lord of the Rings and the Grey Havens and Frodo and all that kind of stuff's come up here the last couple days on Day of the Thrones. Maybe it's that. Maybe she gets to go willingly, knowingly, reunite herself with Khal Drogo. Be an interesting end to that story. And possibly... The only happiness for Daenerys Targaryen. Before I sign off for the night here on Daily Thrones, I want to address this story from Maisie Williams. I think I, on the weekend edition, had covered it uh, in, in, a, in a moment of quickness, trying to get out as soon as I could. This idea that, uh, hey, it looks like Maisie Williams in an interview had said the show's coming back in April of 2019. And I'd seen over the weekend two for our friends at Watchers of the Wall post something uh, that uh, that wasn't true, wasn't confirmed, and now Maisie Williams herself has tweeted out, hey, that interview, that's old, not true, not true at all. So I still think April is a great month. A lot of times what happens, that kind of quick denial might be because, oh, crap, it's out of the bag, even if Maisie didn't say it when the interview said, uh, or if it wasn't exactly something you know she said specifically, but maybe it still holds true. Or, you know, it just doesn't matter. Or just doesn't know. The shooting is still going on. This is a long production. And I don't think HBO really wants to rush it. So we're going to take Maisie at her face value, face word, her face tweet, and think that this is now unconfirmed. But that's all right. We know at some point, season eight, 
will happen. That's Daily Thrones for the day. If you want to talk about resolutions and things we need in Season 8, and where can we find the happiness in the end of the story, call in. Let me know if you're on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Google Play. Do the thing. Find me on Twitter at CatNapsuck. Use the hashtag Daily Thrones, and we'll talk Game of Thrones. See you guys.